Welcome to The Truth Revealed, where we're breaking the chains of mental slavery by giving you the solution to every problem, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Today, we're back with another great episode of Truth Revealed, and we're speaking about, is America, is America really Sodom and Gomorrah? Are we living in the times of Noah and Lot right now? Well, we'll be discussing the Bible from Genesis chapter 6 and uh, chapter 19. I'll be giving you some things that are going on, not only in uh, Los Angeles, California, with the homelessness crisis that are going on right there and showing you the comparisons to what the Bible talks about. And also from... uh, the book of Jasher that's mentioned in uh, the book of Joshua, chapter 10. Um, we'll go into that and listen to what was happening in those uh, days and times in Sodom and Gomorrah and see if it's parallel to what's going on in our current society. Because in Matthew 24, Jesus spoke about those same conditions that were going to be in uh the days of Noah and Lot before his return. Like those conditions that the the world will be in will be as in the days of Noah and Lot. And and we're gonna see through these two uh, examples that uh, we are currently living in those days. And you can answer the question yourself after you hear what I present to you. This first clip is from ABC7 out there in uh, LA. And it speaks about a councilwoman uh, being, uh, brought up, I guess she's, she's basically, uh, the, the concerns of the, uh, homeless encampment that are on her, uh, in her district and they're begging her to get rid of these folks and do things. Just listen, just listen. Residents in one Hollywood neighborhood say they no longer feel safe after an encampment went up along Sunset a couple of years ago. And they say efforts to clean it up have been unsuccessful. Lobbyist Newsboarder Josh Haskell has more. I look at my car every single morning to see if it's been broken into today. To many, this may look like another homeless encampment in the city of Los Angeles. But to those who live in the Hollywood neighborhood that surrounds the tents near Sunset Boulevard and Martell, the encampment has rocked their sense of security for 17 months. We've had tons of break-ins. Our garage has been broken into five times. Cars are vandalized. Mail is stolen. Our building, the building across the street, the building across the street that way, there's just rampant crime. And I actually had my sister-in-law come to visit for the first time, and she parked across the street, broad daylight, and within 30 seconds, someone from the homeless encampment was down swinging a club at her. The violence is escalating, and we keep asking the city council, what is it going to take? Do we need to wait till someone's murdered? The encampment is located at 73 23 Sunset and surrounds an AT&T building. It's located in Councilwoman Nithya Raman's district, who toured the encampment one year ago, joined by residents including Terry Shalin. She promised, she said that she will be adamantly enforcing ADA compliance, that it's uh, the position that she is looking into where to set a safe camping location for uh, the campers never happened. In August, 4118, an ordinance passed, and we were very hopeful because finally we thought that they would have some tools at their disposal. But the city councilwoman is only enforcing a part of that ordinance, which is the Care Plus Cleanup Program. However, she's only doing it when she feels like enforcing it, which is three times in 17 months. The encampment was cleaned on Thursday, but the 
the residents told us every time the encampment is cleaned, the unhoused return in the next 24 to 48 hours, which we saw happen Friday. Residents say allowing the tents to return isn't humane. It used to be a wonderful place, and now it's a garbage heap. I mean, I think that the homeless look at the cleanup as though it's their personal maid service. Councilman Rahman's office tells me that yesterday's cleanup moved three residents of this encampment to housing and that 43 Hollywood residents of encampments have now been moved indoors. District 4 also says that they plan to move the remaining homeless at this encampment indoors once the beds become available. In Hollywood, Josh Haskell, ABC 7 Eyewitness News. And there you have it from ABC News speaking about the homelessness that's going on out there and California, but it's it's a real crisis here in D.C. or where I live in D.C., Maryland, the DMV area. It's very bad. Like I told people right down there on Pennsylvania and 15th Street where the White House is, right outside of where Joe Biden has to come when his motorcade. He has to go, go right past people that are in camp right on the corner of the White House that uh, they usually huddle together at night to get uh, warm because this, these grates and everything, they blow up hot air. Um, and these people have sleeping bags and tents right outside of the White House. And we're sitting up there giving aid to Ukraine to fight a war when we have our own internal war. I've been telling folks that right down the street from my house is a, is a casino, MGM Casino. They throw away tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of food per day and it's no way in the world that the richness of America our country being so rich in everything that there should not be a homeless person ever there should I was thinking that this morning when I woke up I'm gonna I'm play this next clip I, but I was just <laughs> giving a quick one I was thinking in my 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 mind this morning when I woke up um, this was this actually that clip was done yesterday May 8th uh, today's the 9th and um uh, I just wanted to say when I woke up this morning, I was thinking in my mind, I said, man, what if the world was just love? Like if, if everybody in the world was just love, let's say if I wanted to take a trip down to Florida or something and, and I got down there and I didn't have nowhere to stay and I just knocked on a random door of somebody's house and just said, hey, I'm from D.C. and everything. And this is just what I'm saying as far as us loving one another. I'm from D.C. and I came down here to... to uh, uh, just check out Florida and just, you know, enjoy the area and everything. Do you mind if I stay with you tonight? And they say, no, sure, come on. We got we got an extra room in the back or you can either sleep right here on the couch or whatever. Wouldn't that be incredible if you just knocked on a random door and they said, sure, come on in. You tell them who you are and you tell them what you was down there for. And, and because that we love one another and we trust one another, that we would just invite people in our homes and allow them to stay and, and do all of that. You know, wouldn't that be great? That's like a utopia, isn't it? <laughs> but that's what I wanted to, uh, I mean, when I woke up, that's what I had in my mind. Like, dang, I wish that was possible to where, you know, I could go anywhere in the world. And let's say if I didn't have a place to stay, I could just knock on a random door and just say, I'm from wherever. I just wanted to come. And they just say, come on in. You know, I got a, we got an extra bedroom in the back or whatever, you know, and then feed you and, and treat you like their own you know wouldn't that be incredible but i'm gonna show you how they treated each other in sodom 
and Gramora on this next clip, which is taken from the book of Jasher, chapter 19. Listen. Chapter 19. And the cities of Sodom had four judges to four cities, and these were their names, Sirach in the city of Sodom, Sharkad and Gomorrah, Zabnak in Adma, and Menon in Zeboim. And Eliezer, Abram's servant, applied to them different names, and he converted Sirach to Shakra, Sharkad to Shakrura, Zabnak to Kazobim, and Menon to Metzlodon. And by desire of their four judges, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah had beds erected in the streets of the cities. And if a man came to these places, they laid hold of him and brought him to one of their beds, and by force made him to lie in them. And as he lay down, three men would stand at his head and three at his feet, and measure him by the length of the bed. And if the man was less than the bed, these six men would stretch him at each end, and when he cried out to them, they would not answer him. And if he was longer than the bed, then they would draw together the two sides of the bed at each end, until the man had reached the gates of death. And if he continued to cry out to them, they would answer him, saying, Thus shall it be done to a man that cometh into our land. And when men heard all these things that the people of the cities of Sodom did, they refrained from coming there. And when a poor man came to their land, they would give him silver and gold, and cause a proclamation in the whole city not to give him a morsel of bread to eat. And if the stranger should remain there some days and die from hunger, not having been able to obtain a morsel of bread, then at his death all the people of the city would come and take their silver and gold which they had given to him. And those that could recognize the silver or gold which they had given him took it back, and at his death they also stripped him of his garments, and they would fight about them. And he that prevailed over his neighbor took them, and they would after that carry him and bury him under some of the shrubs in the deserts. So they did all the days to anyone that came to them and died in their land. And in the course of time, Sarah sent Eliezer to Sodom to see Lot and inquire after his welfare. And Eliezer went to Sodom, and he met a man of Sodom fighting with a stranger. And the man of Sodom stripped the poor man of all his clothes and went away. And this poor man cried to Eliezer and supplicated his favor on account of what the man of Sodom had done to him. And he said to him, why dost thou act thus to the poor man who came to thy land? And the man of Sodom answered Eliezer, saying, Is this man thy brother? Or have the people of Sodom made thee a judge this day that thou speakest about this man? And Eliezer strove with the man of Sodom on account of the poor man. And when Eliezer approached to recover the poor man's clothes from the man of Sodom, he hastened and with a stone smote Eliezer in the forehead. And the blood flowed copiously from Eliezer's forehead. And when the man saw the blood, he caught hold of Eliezer, saying, Give me my hire for having rid thee of this bad blood that was in thy forehead, for such is the custom and the law in our land. And Eliezer said to him, Thou hast wounded me, and requirest me to pay thee thy hire? And Eliezer would not hearken to the words of the man of Sodom. And the man laid hold of Eliezer, and brought him to Shakra, the judge of Sodom, for judgment. And the man spoke to the judge, saying, I beseech thee, my lord, thus has this man done. For I smote him with a stone, that the blood flowed from his forehead, and he is unwilling to give me my hire. And the judge said to Eliezer, 
This man speaketh truth to thee. Give him his hire, for this is the custom in our land. And Eleazar heard the words of the judge, and he lifted up a stone and smote the judge. And the stone struck on his forehead, and the blood flowed copiously from the forehead of the judge. And Eleazar said, If this then is the custom in your land, give thou unto this man what I should have given him, for this has been thy decision, thou didst decree it. And Eleazar left the man of Sodom with the judge, and he went away. And when the kings of Elam had made war with the kings of Sodom, the kings of Elam captured all the property of Sodom, and they took Lot captive with his property. And when it was told to Abraham, he went and made war with the kings of Elam, and he recovered from their hands all the property of Lot as well as the property of Sodom. At that time the wife of Lot bare him a daughter, and he called her name Paltith, saying, Because God had delivered him and his whole household from the kings of Elam, and Paltith, daughter of Lot, grew up, and one of the men of Sodom took her for a wife. And a poor man came into the city to seek a maintenance, and he remained in the city some days. And all the people of Sodom caused a proclamation of their custom not to give this man a morsel of bread to eat, until he dropped dead upon the earth, and they did so. And Paltith, the daughter of Lot, saw this man lying in the street starved with hunger, and no one would give him anything to keep him alive, and he was just upon the point of death. And her soul was filled with pity on account of the man, and she fed him secretly with bread for many days. And the soul of this man was revived. For when she went forth to fetch water, she would put the bread in the water pitcher. And when she came to the place where the poor man was, she took the bread from the pitcher and gave it him to eat. So she did many days. And all the people of Sodom and Gomorrah wondered how this man could bear starvation for so many days. And they said to each other, This can only be that he eats and drinks, for no man can bear starvation for so many days or live as this man has without even his countenance changing. And three men concealed themselves in a place where the poor man was stationed to know who it was that brought him bread to eat. And Paltith, daughter of Lot, went forth that day to fetch water. And she put bread into her pitcher of water, and she went to draw water by the poor man's place. And she took out the bread from the pitcher and gave it to the poor man, and he ate it. And the three men saw what Paltith did to the poor man, and they said to her, It is thou, then, who hast supported him, and therefore has he not starved, nor changed in appearance, nor died like the rest. And the three men went out of the place in which they were concealed, and they seized Paltith and the bread which was in the poor man's hand. And they took Paltith and brought her before their judges, and they said to them, Thus did she do, and it is she who supplied the poor man with bread. Therefore did he not die all this time. Now therefore declare to us the punishment due to this woman for having transgressed our law. And the people of Sodom and Gomorrah assembled and kindled a fire in the street of the city, and they took the woman and cast her into the fire, and she was burned to ashes. And in the city of Adma there was a woman to whom they did the like. For a traveler came into the city of Adma to abide there all night, with the intention of going home in the morning, and he sat opposite the door of the house of the young woman's father, to remain there, as the sun had set when he had reached that place. And the young woman saw him sitting by the door of the house, and he asked her for a drink of water, and she said to him, Who art thou? 
And he said to her, I was this day going on the road and reached here when the sun set, so I will abide here all night, and in the morning I will arise early and continue my journey. And the young woman went into the house and fetched the man bread and water to eat and drink. And this affair became known to the people of Adma, and they assembled and brought the young woman before the judges that they should judge her for this act. And the judge said the judgment of death must pass upon this woman because she transgressed our law, and this therefore is the decision concerning her. And the people of those cities assembled and brought out the young woman and anointed her with honey from head to foot, as the judge had decreed, and they placed her before a swarm of bees which were then in their hives, and the bees flew upon her and stung her that her whole body was swelled. And the young woman cried out on account of the bees, but no one took notice of her or pitied her, and her cries ascended to heaven. And the Lord was provoked at this and at all the works of the cities of Sodom, for they had abundance of food and had tranquility amongst them, and still would not sustain the poor and the needy. And in those days their evil doings and sins became great before the Lord. And the Lord sent for two of the angels that had come to Abraham's house to destroy Sodom and its cities. And the angels rose up from the door of Abraham's tent after they had eaten and drunk, and they reached Sodom in the evening. And Lot was then sitting in the gate of Sodom. And when he saw them, he rose to meet them, and he bowed down to the ground. And he pressed them greatly and brought them into his house, and he gave them victuals which they ate, and they abided all night in his house. And the angel said to Lot, Arise, go forth from this place, thou and all belonging to thee, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of this city, for the Lord will destroy this place. And the angels laid hold upon the hand of Lot, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hands of his children, and all belonging to him. And they brought him forth, and set him without the cities. And they said to Lot, Escape for thy life. And he fled, and all belonging to him. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom, and upon Gomorrah, and upon all these cities brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew these cities, and all the plain, and all the inhabitants of the cities, and that which grew upon the ground. And Adu, the wife of Lot, looked back to see the destruction of the cities, for her compassion was moved on account of her daughters who remained in Sodom, for they did not go with her. And when she looked back, she became a pillar of salt, and it is yet in that place unto this day. And the oxen which stood in that place daily licked up the salt to the extremities of their feet, and in the morning it would spring forth afresh, and they again licked it up unto this day. And Lot and two of his daughters that remained with him fled and escaped to the cave of Adullam, and they remained there for some time. And Abraham rose up early in the morning to see what had been done to the cities of Sodom. And he looked and beheld the smoke of the cities going up like the smoke of a furnace. And Lot and his two daughters remained in the cave, and they made their father drink wine. And they lay with him, for they said there was no man upon the earth that could raise up seed from them, for they thought that the whole earth was destroyed. And they both lay with their father, and they conceived and bare sons. And the firstborn called the name of her son Moab, saying, From my father did I conceive him. He is the father of the Moabites unto this day. And the younger also called her son Benami. He is the father of the children of Ammon unto this day. And after this Lot and his two daughters went away from there, 
And he dwelt on the other side of the Jordan with his two daughters and their sons. And the sons of Lot grew up. And they went and took themselves wives from the land of Canaan. And they begat children, and they were fruitful and multiplied. And there you have it. Chapter 19 of the book of Jasher des describing what the people of Sodom and Gomorrah were about and how they uh, destroyed folks who helped the homeless, who helped people that needed help. Their laws were against that. And if you do any research on Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, the lands of the plains, uh, the book of Jasher ex describes it as being lush and plush. And it was everything was, you know, they had abundance of everything in these cities, abundance of everything. Does that not sound like America? Does that not sound like America? throwing away tons and tons of food and we have people right down the street from us that we want to get rid of is because it's an eyesore we want to get them out of the streets and everything instead of talk to them and see what's going on in their mental uh capacity to to why they're in that situation you know we we don't want to do that it's an eyesore you heard all of them people on channel seven talking about and most of them folks were 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 foreigners the people that were talking were foreigners because you couldn't see the, the video. But these weren't even people that were born on American soil. You heard one lady. Hold, let, me, <laughs> let me play this clip. You, She's complaining. She's not even American born. She's from a different country and complaining about homelessness when she got over here and got an opportunity. And now she complaining about something that she used to be. Listen including Terry Shalen. She promised, she said that she will be adamantly enforcing ADA compliance, that it's uh, the position that she is looking into where to set a safe camping location for uh, the campers never happened. Now, y'all know that's broken up English. I ain't trying to be funny. That's not American born right there. <laughs> that's not American born. And they're complaining about what's going on when you know as well as I know over in them third world country, wherever she's from, she might be from Ukraine or somewhere. She got one of those type of Russian type accents or whatever. You know what's going on. Y'all know what it is, even though Ukraine is a democracy and everything. Y'all know it ain't like America. That's why they over here in America, because they escaping all of the, the things that's going on over there, the poverty and the homelessness and all that. But they come here and then they complain about homelessness. See? Hypocrites, double standards. Is that not America? Is that not America? It's no way in the world that America should have homelessness. It's no way. It's no way we're too rich of a country to have homelessness. It's no way. But but see, because of the, the, the capitalist society that we're under, it's all about greed. If you can't do something for me, I don't want to talk to you. What does everybody say? If you ain't talking about money because we're serving the gods of wood and stone, I don't want to talk to you. If you ain't calling me talking about making some money, doing business, you know, that's that's our mentality. That's why we step on homeless. That's why we do everything because we have a mentality of greed. If it's not for me, I don't want to hear it. If it's not helping me, I don't want to hear it. 
If it's not making me rich, I don't want to hear it. If it's not getting me my desires, I don't want to hear it. And that's our mentality. So love cannot, you cannot foster love with a mentality like that. Love cannot, you you can't form love when you say, I don't want to talk to you unless there's money involved. How can you foster love or compassion with somebody that has an attitude like that? And today's society, 90, I'll say 96%. (laughs) I want to say 99% of the people I say 96%. I give it a 4% change. But 96% of the people in America today have that attitude. Have that same attitude. If you're not providing something for me, I do not want to talk to you. They have motives. That's why God judges your heart. He judges your motives, your intentions. See, man, we... Judge the outside appearance. We judge what you have, what you're driving, where you work, who you're married to, you know, how many. We judge all of the outer appearances that we see that form in our mind to give you respect or not. And so, therefore, a homeless person has no respect in our eyes. So that's why we step on and we do everything because they're not respectful people in the society or the system that has been set up for greed. You understand? So that's why things happen in this society is because it's been set up for destruction. See, because when you don't have love in a society, you're bound to fail. Because if you don't have love, what's the opposite of love? It's hate. And it's kill, steal, and destroy within this society. And we see it, but we act like we don't because we're ingrained. It's been, it's it's a second nature type of thing because we've been programmed. Television programming, all of the program, the radio, music has been programming us for centuries and centuries to be the same way towards our brothers and sisters that we see. Because we say we love God whom we never seen. But we treat our brothers and sisters the way that I just let you hear on ABC 7 News. We treat them like crap, but we say we love God whom we never seen. But we treat our brother like we're ready to kill him and destroy him and steal from him who we see every day. So how can you say you love him? How can you say you love God? How can you truly say these same people on here? How can you say you truly love God whom you never see? And when you got a situation right outside your door, you're complaining and saying they need to take this away. Instead of talking to these are people with feelings, emotions, love, hurt, pain, sense. These are human beings. But because of this Elon Musk movement, this AI revolution, you're becoming desensitized to human feelings. You're coming desensitized to love and compassion and edifying and 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 just seeing the the the, the situation of a person and saying, what if that was me? Putting yourself in the other person's shoes, seeing it from their viewpoint, that creates compassion. You understand? And we don't have that today. We don't. We don't. And we wonder why the, the, the things that are happening here, the plagues, the, the things that God said that the judgment is coming upon America. 
because those same judgments that happened in Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah that I let you listen to in chapter 19 of Jash, uh, the book of Jasher, these things, same things are happening right now. Yeah, these same things are happening right now. These plagues, it's going to be worse and worse. And then the, the abomination of desolation will be seen. And uh, the destruction of the flesh, the corruption of the flesh, because Jesus said in Matthew 24, it was going to be as in the days of Noah and Lot. And, and we see that. We see that. We see that all the world, we see the, the, the corruption that's going on with these politicians. We see the corruptions that's going on with these folks that are been lying and censoring the truth. And we see the Fauci. We see that the gain of function was true over there in Wuhan. We see all of the papers, the lab leak theory that's been dismissed. And they've been saying it's disinformation. We see the truth coming out. But people are not saying nothing because we're living in a Sodom and Gomorrah environment. The laws of the land have changed. We no longer have a constitution. We no longer have a democracy. The laws of the land have changed and people aren't saying anything because we're, we're now censoring the truth. We're now making evil continuously. Because when you censor the truth, you don't allow people to justify themselves by showing you what they've uncovered through their own research to allow you to see this is a lie that they're putting, that they're promulgating to the people. This is a lie. Look, this is what I found. This is right here. This is what they're saying. But, but, but every time you do that now, what do they say? Disinformation. Because it doesn't fall under their narrative, under their agenda. And so this is what we're lit, looking at right now, Sodom and Gomorrah. And we see that in chapter 19 of the book of Genesis and the book of Jasher, that God destroyed these places by fire and brimstone. We see all of the, the Hollywood entertainment, these new movies that are coming out with the destruction of the world. Moonfall with Holly Berry and all of these actors, the, 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 the meteorites and comets hitting the earth. And this is the same things that's talking about in the Bible and in Revelations, wormwood, how the seas and, and, and the water became bitter. And we already know the water is bad right now. Yes, you need to do your research on uh, uh, these water uh, treatments and all of the stuff that's dealing with our water. You have no idea how bad our water is. And, and the Bible speaks of it that when Wormwood, which speaks of a comet hitting the earth and destroying a third part of the seas and the fish and all of the stuff in it. And we see that the pollution and, and the plastics are destroying the oceans. We see that these uh, uh, turtles, these giant turtles that eat up these uh, jellyfish, because the jellyfish population is going crazy. But we see that these jellyfish are now uh, are, are spreading so big because the, the plastics, these, these sea, same sea turtles are eating plastic um, bottles and, and things that are in the sea, thinking that they're... Uh, jellyfish and they're dying from eating these plastics 
and 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 the seas are now being overfilled by these ju- do your research on that 2022 about the seas because of the things that we're doing and these poachers that are killing these uh animals and and see they don't understand that the animals that they're killing they have a purpose so when you're making animals extinct like these sharks and these great white these are the garbage men of the sea these are the garbage men of the sea. And when you're killing these sharks and killing these whales and doing all this for the blubber and for the sperm and for all of these different types of things that they have, they say whale poop is worth more money in, in, than anything in there because it's all about the mammon god. But they're destroying the earth behind the mammon god because what they're doing is they're taking the ecosystem and destroying it. And when you have missing pieces in the ecosystem, it's just like a chain or an engine in a car. It will not run correctly. And because they're killing all of these uh, animals because of the money that they're about, they're poaching and killing these elephants and killing all of these zebras and crocodiles for their skins and everything. They're destroying our ecosystem. And that's why the world is out of whack. That's why you had 33 tornadoes in a weekend in the Midwest. That's why you got volcanoes erupting all over the world. I mean, lava in the streets. That's why you got all of these things out of whack. Because what man has done over this mammon God. The Bible says we're going to serve the gods of wood and stone. And that's what we're doing. That's why we have these people complaining about homelessness because they're serving the gods of wood and stone. When you serve these gods, life is nothing to a person. Life is nothing but a sacrifice. They sacrifice these folks because it's the same thing. Remember when 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 Cain and Abel see these sacrifices are the same as God's sacrifices. When you sacrifice your body because Romans says present your body a living sacrifice. And sacrifices are usually killed. That's why we we talk about all it allegedly with these uh celebrities sacrificing their friends family members and all of that killing them getting them killed for the riches and fame and all of that stuff that satan has because that's his goal is to kill steal and destroy and he took jesus up on that high mountain in the book of luke and so these sacrifices that god wants you to do is for you you to sacrifice your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. And once you present your body a living sacrifice, that means you are humble now. You see the plight of your fellow man. You have a point of view from their point of view. You see their situation and now you have compassion. That's sacrificing yourself, not looking at because I'm a multimillionaire, I'm a bill guy, I got $130 billion and, and, and there's homelessness and there's all of this stuff that's going on in these poor countries. If you're talking about he's supposed to be big, uh, bringing therapeutics and vaccine, if I got $130 billion and I'm in Africa, I would build towns and cities for these folks to thrive and I will be that that will be more than talking about uh uh let's put let's use these folks as test subjects because they're brown and 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 black people no you don't do that you you use your resources to enhance and enhances is giving people opportunities you don't give nobody an opportunity by keeping them in their same situation and saying and, and you holding your money and everything over top of their heads. 
No, no, you provide situations for them. You provide affordable housing and, and you provide these things. But but when when a person is is see what people don't understand, when you are in a a a, 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 a situation where you don't have no way of providing income and then somebody helps you and everything and they teach you, you gotta understand a person might have been in a situation for years. So habitually they're not gonna be on the same level as you. You, habitually, meaning their habits are not going to be conducive to where it's going to be constructive. You understand? So it, it takes time to form habits. New habits is what I'm saying. But see, our patience is thin because we're in a microwave age. We want everything to happen quick. That's why we don't like helping. We don't like taking our time to do things for folks because it's a microwave age. We want everything right now, right now, right now. Right now, I don't care. Right now, I want it. Right now, right now. Whatever you take, do it right now. Right now, right now. And so we don't have any compassion. We don't have any patience. We don't have any love. We don't have any sympathy. We don't want to edify anyone unless it's going to benefit us. And so that's all I got. I just want y'all to understand that we are living in the last days. We are living in the last days. Violence is going to be at an all-time high coming up. In the middle, by the summertime, you're going to hear things that you've never heard before in life. You talking about Guinness Book of World Record events that's going to be happening in the summertime of 2022? You will not believe the things that will happen during this summer. It will be horrors like never before the things the violence the kill still and destroy mentality that are going on because you got to understand that these laws are changing they've already enacted these laws for the criminal now criminals are getting out on bonds for the heinous acts that they're doing look at the laws that they've changed that the democratic party democrats they've changed look at what they did when these riots were happening in seattle how kamala harris was bailing out the folks that were destroying people's property look at the laws look at the landscape of what's going on and you tell me is it going to get better you tell me if your consciousness is gone and you believe that what you're doing is right and you don't have any law because that's the goal of the Luciferians. That's the goal of Satan. Do what thou will. That is the law. Alexander Crowley. Read about him. Talk to this guy was a Satanist to the death of him. He worshiped Satan and his followers created these religions, Scientology is one, that will control you. Because that's what it's about. Religion is about control. That's why Jesus said, I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. See, he wasn't here to bring about a religion called Christianity. No, he was here for you to turn from your wicked ways, repent of your sins, turn to God that he may heal you, get baptized in the name of Jesus, and receive the Holy Spirit, and love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then love your neighbor. That's why he came. He did not come to bring a religion called Christianity. That was not why he, that's not why he came. That's not his, his, his goal was not to, to form no type of religion. 
because he told Nicodemus that you got to be born again. You have to be born again of water and of spirit. So I just come to tell you that until that happens, the repentance of America, we need to repent like when, when, when Jonah went down to Nineveh. We need to repent, reform revivals and repent and ask God to come into our lives and our hearts and change our minds. Amen. So that's all I got. Uh, here at Truth Revealed, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. But if you teach a man how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. And teaching you how to fish is loving the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen. Amen. Thank you, beloved. And take care and have a blessed week. In Jesus' precious name.